Welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. And if you are new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. And in this podcast, we rotate between five main topics, faith, finances, health, marriage, and mindset. And the goal being that we work on becoming just 1% better every single day in each of those areas. And I believe that the small, seemingly insignificant things will compound over time. So just by taking extreme ownership of wherever we are in life and then making small, consistent changes can drive positive generational change. And also, you guys, if you love this content and you keep coming back week after week, could you do me a huge favor and just scroll down a little bit and rate this podcast? And if you really want to help a girl out, a podcast review is my love language in my business. So there's that. Okay. So this week is health week, and we are going to be talking about mental and emotional health. This week, though, you guys, (laughs) it was kind of a peppy intro, Um, but this week has actually been one of the most difficult weeks, emotionally speaking, that I've had in a while. And when I say a while, I mean like 15 years, probably. And just FYI, friend, like this is probably an episode meant for uh, earbuds, not one to maybe have on speaker with kiddos around just because I get a little bit um, raw with what was going on this week. So uh, I don't know, your discretion. But okay, so if you follow my stories on Instagram or Facebook or are friends with me personally on Facebook, then you saw a post that I made this week and I want to share it with everyone on here. Like this podcast, like I said in the intro, is about generational change. It's about defying statistics and breaking change, tearing down strongholds, right? Like I try to keep my personal stories to myself just out of respect of the people that I love dearly in my life, (laughs) right? It's not just my story. Like we're all interconnected and I try to just like teach or coach or have conversations around things that will be helpful to you guys. But I also think it's important, you know, if you're, if you're investing in me, you know, you have me in your ears, like if you are choosing to put your uh, headphones in and listen to me today, that I think it's also important that we have some real conversation. And so I'm going to read this post that I made this past week and then go into a conversation on boundaries and why we need to realize that there are consequences when we don't put up boundaries, obviously, but just the same There are absolutely consequences when we do put up boundaries. And I am learning that sometimes when you put boundaries up, the consequences almost break your heart more because like you chose that boundary, right? Like you chose to put that wall up knowing what would end up in its wake. And I'll wrap up this episode with just three takeaways I've had this week And I hope it just helps you navigate, you know, through this, if you are experiencing this right now, or maybe you have a friend who is dealing with this right now, just, you know, I don't know, sometimes it's nice to hear other people's perspective. And so I just want you to understand that I am recording this episode emotionally raw and completely emotionally exhausted. I'm not a huge crier. I have cried a ton this week. Um... I am recording this episode with a like deep sadness in my soul that has been all-consuming this week. So just, if you can, grace upon grace upon grace for this episode. And I just want to say that I love you guys and I am so thankful, thankful and honored to just spend time together today. So let's jump in. Okay, so 
the image of my post that I made on on my social media this week said this. It was just like a image, white background, black words. And it said, it ran in your family until it ran into you. God says you have been anointed to break the cycle. Generational curses will stop with you. And then this was my post that I wrote with it. (laughs) I just said, we are done. (laughs) Okay. Something happened this week. I'll just say that. And this was my response. Like we are done. The heartbeat of my business is generational change. And I created it because statistically speaking, I have a way higher likelihood of getting divorced, of becoming an addict, of struggling financially, of not obtaining a college degree, and I could keep going, right? And I did not fall into the life that I have now, though sometimes, which is actually a lot of times, people assume that I have this perfect life that has been dropped into my lap and the like quote unquote, must be nice comments are like nails on a freaking chalkboard to me. Counseling has helped me put needed boundaries in my life when it came to certain people. And that has helped me to stay focused on the life that I want to have for my immediate family and my children. But that boundary also held people that I loved with my whole heart behind it. And to this day, I have such guilt and sadness around them, specifically my younger sister's. Um, that were behind that boundary. And I'll talk about that later. But I, you know, I just didn't know how to handle the situation that I needed to handle back when I put this boundary up. And there is constant awareness for me that I am not immune to getting divorced. And I am not immune to becoming an addict. And I am not immune to being swallowed by depression and anxiety. And the fact that I know that you know, people will say like, divorce is not an option. You know, this is not an option. No, it absolutely is an option. Like (laughs) it absolutely is. And if you think that it's not, you are in denial or you are living like in some weird delusion. It happens to anyone or it could happen to anyone and everyone. Um, We drift. We're humans, right? We're, we're self-centered. We're selfish. We, we are who we are. And so, I am not immune to these things, and so it keeps me hyper aware, and it also keeps me hyper aware knowing that statistically speaking, I have a higher chance of these things happening to me, and I kind of went on in the post to talk about a story. I'll just, I'll just continue and let you know here. Okay. I just said, I remember in college, my freshman year, Justin, who's my husband now, and I had been dating for two and a half years, and we broke up after a little while. And he wrote me an email just saying something like, okay, well, I love you and I always will, but I have to move on if you don't want this. And I read that around midnight and I was alone in my dorm room and I remember crying. I remember sitting in the dark on my floor with a bottle of Southern Comfort in my hands. I remember staring at the bottle feeling like so overwhelmed. I remember like rocking back and forth on my knees. I mean, you guys, like I had cut my long hair short with my own scissors and I had dyed it black. (laughs) And I was actually, I went to uh, college in Kentucky and I'm from Cincinnati and I was applying to go to the University of Arizona so I could just like transfer and peace out of this life, right? Like that is the emotional and mental state that I was in, in this moment. And I just started chugging the Southern Comfort on my dorm room, just out of the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, d- I stopped myself after about, I don't know, like three or five, three to five seconds. 
and I just ran to the bathroom and I dumped the entire bottle down the toilet. And you guys, that was a pivotal moment in my life. Like that was the moment I decided it's going to be freaking different. Like I'm not doing this, you know, like this is not the life that I'm going to lead. I have a choice and it is mine to make. And since that time, since that day, um, I feel like it might've been, gosh, October of 2007, I have never drank uh, Southern Comfort again. But every time I see a bottle, it's a reminder to me. And my husband was actually studying abroad in Europe at that time. And I, well, he wasn't my husband then. He was my boyfriend then. But he was studying abroad in Europe. And so that, I think maybe even the next day, I booked a flight to Luxembourg where he was studying. And that was it. Like, that was the moment I chose the path that I would go down. And I never looked back. And my circle is tight with the ones that know my life and know my story. And that's where it stays because we're moving forward here, right? But this week, things have resurfaced. And to say it's been a trigger is an understatement. But chains breaking is literally my life's anthem because all of these should be's don't hold a candle to the God that created me. So that was my post this week. <laughs> Ending with peace out emoji, okay? So let's talk about boundaries, you guys. Boundaries are emotional, physical, or mental barriers we put in place between us and others. And I know there's a book out there called Boundaries. I'm pretty sure it's even in my bookshelf, but I have not read it. <laughs> but I need to. But in my opinion, some boundaries are easier than others to put up. Like if you have a toxic uncle who, you know, lives five states over, well, there's already like a natural physical boundary there. Boundaries become a little trickier when they need to happen within your immediate family or within like a friend group that you're really interconnected with. And honestly, in this like social media culture, sometimes physical boundaries aren't as effective as they once were, right? Either way, boundaries, as we all know, are important to have when it comes to toxic people or relationships, but are also incredibly hard to put up and to keep up when it's the people that we love. And if we have someone in our immediate, I'm going to try to get through this episode, you guys, I don't know that it's going to happen. Okay. But if we have someone in our immediate life who is toxic, then we have two options. We either don't have boundaries or we, you know, put up boundaries just to be inconsistent with them, which means we don't actually have boundaries. Um, and we are completely consumed in all the drama that comes with it. And sidebar, I would lovingly say that if you are finding yourself always in the middle of drama, like always, always, it always finds you, you may want to take a look at some boundaries that you may have thought that you put up, but maybe didn't hold to, right? Like my life is fairly drama free, but when I notice it becoming more and more inundated with drama or gossip, you know, that I just feel like I'm just constantly being pulled into. Usually it's because I've let a boundary go that actually really did need to stay. And this typically happens when I am exhausted or I am out of routine or I am just extremely tired. Like when I don't have the wherewithal to make sure everything is staying, everything and everyone is staying kind of at the right distance, that's when things seem to fall apart fairly freaking quickly. Because you guys, like a boundary isn't a joke. This isn't just like a, hey, don't talk to me. This isn't like a, you know, fourth grade 
you know, to your friend, like, you're not friends anymore. Like, no, like, a boundary isn't needed when someone random is being mean to you or hurt your feelings. A boundary is needed when someone is consistently and repeatedly without regard affecting you negatively in some way. So it, it, regardless of their intention, right? We've had this conversation and it's actually been a conversation right now with everything that's happening in the world. Intention doesn't matter. The impact does. People I guarantee the people in my life that I have to put boundaries up with, they have no intention of hurting me. They love me with their entire heart, but that doesn't mean that their actions don't impact me, right? When left unchecked. So if you let that boundary down, these people basically tumble back into your life because the boundary was the only freaking thing keeping them out. So the first option you have when you have an unhealthy person in your life is to not have boundaries, like I just said and to be completely swept away in the unhealthy behavior. That is the consequence of not having a boundary. You often in this like, I don't know, realm will stay in victim mode here because of how much these people are affecting your life. Oftentimes you aren't even in control of what your life looks like because these people are injecting themselves in whatever they, you know, deem appropriate. This is where all the drama lies and where you can feel really, really, really helpless, which is why one of the big pillars in my business is extreme ownership because yes, like, oh my gosh, how much do the people that we love and the people that are just in our everyday life, how much do they affect our life? You guys, it's inevitable. Of course they do, but you can't like, you can't control them. And so regardless, whatever state you're in, we have to take extreme ownership. We have to take it all on our shoulders because then if we can take all the responsibility on our shoulders, you guys know this, then we also can take the solution and do something about it. If we are like, oh, well, I can't do this because she's this way and because she keeps doing this to me and because he keeps doing this to me. Guys, that is a, that is not an okay place to be. And if you are there, I just, I, I would urge you to consider boundaries and they are not easy to put up. But the second option you have, either, you know, don't put a boundary up and deal with the consequences, or the second option you have is to put a boundary up, obviously. And putting boundaries up are oftentimes kind of romanticized, like, oh yeah, just put a boundary up. Like, it's just kind of the right thing to do, you know, put a boundary up if they're toxic and, you know, move it along with your life, which kind of accurate. Like, yes, that is the answer. It is to put a boundary up. But sometimes I think that we forget that putting legitimate boundaries up have consequences of their own. And I was talking to my mom today and she reminded me of this. Like this past weekend, after all that has been going on, the fact that I am like coming face to face with the fact that boundaries also have consequences is like, I don't know, just right here up in my face right now. <laughs> I think it's just something that we don't realize, right? We think that putting up the boundary is the fix and it's going to, allow us to not have consequences. That's not accurate because making the choice to put a boundary up and to put distance between me and them. Okay. And I'm like speaking literally here. I'm not going to be spe super specific just to, you know, guard the people that I love. But by me making the choice to put a boundary up between some people that I love also meant that my two younger sisters and my little brother were behind that boundary also. Putting up a boundary here meant 
walking away from them. And in my head, you guys, this is how I work. Okay, so whatever. In my head, like here is how I envision this scenario. Like this is the picture that I see when I think about this moment in time when I put the boundary up. I imagine like this gate, like literal gate being put up with the two people I needed a boundary with behind it arguing. (laughs) And then my two younger sisters and my little brother behind the gate also. And they're just kind of holding on to the gate rails, like staring at me through the fence with tears rolling, you know, down their little faces and tears rolling down my face. And just seeing them, knowing what I had to do, and then just running in the opposite direction. And you guys, it's been 15 years since I've made that decision. And that picture in my head still breaks my heart. And it's not really even guilt because it was one of the best decisions that I've ever made. And I am where I am right now because that boundary set my life on a trajectory that it's on now. But it doesn't take away from this just profound and deep sadness in my soul that this decision even had to be made, right? My stepsister and I were best friends. Like, we were inseparable. But the day that I had to put that boundary up, I walked away from that relationship. And I walked away from the potential of having a relationship with my other two siblings because they were so young. And 15 years later, those relationships still aren't there. And I love them all so dearly. And my stepsister, she's not quite my age, a little bit younger than me. I mean, she totally gets it. (laughs) But it doesn't take away the fact that it had to happen, right? Like when you set boundaries, there can almost be more of a struggle because you are choosing what the consequence is. Like you are consciously choosing what doesn't get to move forward in your life. And unfortunately, a lot of times the boundaries hold other things and people behind it that you love, that you wish did not have to be behind the boundary. And, you know, you hold these people dear and you wish with every fiber of your being that it could be different. And if something devastating happens on the outside of your boundary that you put up, if you don't understand why you put that up, I mean really to your core, understand why that boundary was put up, then the guilt can absolutely consume you. For example, this is not my reality. I'm just putting it out there because I think it's something that we can't all maybe literally relate to, but we all kind of know. So if you had a son who was an addict and you got to the point of putting a boundary up because it was needed and, you know, he OD'd and passed away. Well, you could spiral and go into all of the what ifs. Like, what if I would have just let him stay in my house? Like I had a house, he had his room here. What if I would have just answered his call? What if I would have just given him money? What if I would have just given him da-da-da-da-da-da, right? Like then maybe this would not have happened. Maybe the trajectory that he was on wouldn't, would be different. But if you know to your core that the boundary needed to be put up because of, you know, X, Y, or Z, then when something tragic happens outside of that boundary now, you will 
of course feel a deep sadness that will just completely rock you to your core. But it's not this like guilty feeling that consumes you because you know you had no other options. Like I am learning that putting a boundary up is good, but that if you are going to put one up, like you really need to understand your reasons behind it because when the chips fall where they do, because they will, you need to be confident that your decision was necessary. And let me be clear. Sometimes you just got to freaking put a boundary up, okay? You don't owe anyone an explanation. But as someone who is struggling through this right now, having a strong why when a boundary is being put up is, it's important. And just to be clear, like a boundary between you and some chick that, you know, maybe is negative all the time or, um, you know, whatever, like that might not need much thought. Like you're negative. I don't want to be around you. See you later. But a hard boundary between someone that you love that is making unsafe decisions isn't one to put up and just forget about it. Because our emotions in the moment of, you know, anger or sadness or hurt can lend to us just throwing up all kinds of walls or boundaries or whatever it is. So put it up, okay? Put the boundary up if it's needed, but then work through it. Because the boundaries you put up set your life up for an entirely different trajectory than if you were to not put one up. And it does the same for the people on the other side. Also, boundaries may not look like a hard stop and a complete removal of someone. Like it may look like a limit to a person. The limit may be they can, you know, chat with you, but they are not allowed to talk to your children. Or you guys can talk on the phone, but there will not be an in-person visit. The limit may be, you know, seeing each other on holidays only or not being friends on social media. Like it may look like having off-limit conversations with people that you spend a lot of time with. I mean, boundaries have all sorts of purposes and seasons and types and heights and lengths. And sometimes, because we are human, they come tumbling down during crisis, which is what happened this week with me. Like crisis makes people, or at least me, I'm people, (laughs) rethink boundaries, rework boundaries, and rebuild boundaries. And the problem is, is that when they get ripped down out of the freaking blue, all of the raw emotions get exposed again. And in my case, you can't figure out which way is up and it's all freaking confusing and it's all overwhelming and it's just a really, really unstable place to be. And another issue I have is that I'm a three, y'all, on the Enneagram, which is the achiever, but I am actually a very, very high two as well, which is the helper. And it's the number two, you guys, if you don't follow the Enneagram or whatever, it's the kind of people who will basically light themselves on fire to keep other people warm. So my capacity and desire to care for others, and if I'm being honest, like rescue them, is a wonderful thing about me, but it also makes it very hard for me to discern where where boundaries are needed. Like I really understand trauma, you guys. I really understand mental health. I know that people need people. (laughs) This is why foster care is so close to our heart. But what foster care has taught me is that I cannot be, and I absolutely am not their savior. I am their helper. I am their keeper. 
you know, I am their motherly soul looking out for them until their parents are making better decisions. But I am not, and I cannot be their savior. And I cannot say yes to every single foster call placement that we get. And that took a while for me to understand. With that said, I also really struggle biblically with boundaries. Like, sure, the world will say, you know, certain people are a lost cause or not worth it or whatever. But like Jesus wouldn't think that even of the worst of the worst. Like there is always hope in Christ. But shocker, I am not Jesus. <laughs> I have limits. I am human. So a boundary to me, you guys, is it's not a little thing. It's something that I wrestle with. It is something that I have to know to my core that sadly, I am not the person to help you and therefore I have to walk away. But my heart and soul can barely handle this. Like, Barely, <laughs> especially when I love these people so, so incredibly much. So the three lessons that I've learned about boundaries this past week is number one, you have two choices to either have the boundaries or to not have the boundaries. And both choices have consequences. Like when you choose not to have boundaries and the consequences aren't yours to choose, you're going to kind of lay in the bed that you make, Right. And when you choose to have a boundary, then the consequences are yours to choose and then own. And again, choosing a boundary can really be a struggle if you don't work through it because it's your, I don't want to say fault because it's not your fault, but what you are saying is this boundary is worth this loss and it sucks and it is so sad, but we live in a fallen world and that is how it has to be sometimes. And number two. Boundaries are hard when you love someone, but you are not their savior. Only Jesus can be that for them. Love is also a limitless resource and energy is just not. You are human and you have limits and depending on your personality, boundaries can be harder to set. And number three, whatever you decide to do is right. We all just do the best we can with the information we have at the time. And with the capacity, the emotional, mental, physical, financial capacity that we have at the time. It, it's my dog. It is also okay to, you know, change your mind. It's okay to freaking change your mind. And it's okay to tighten up boundaries or to take them down if they were maybe just put up out of anger or rage or just an isolated incident. I know your heart is good. I know your heart is pure and loving. And, you know, people who are in an unhealthy state, they are hard to love. But so are we sometimes, you know? And it's a very fine line between denying yourself appropriately out of love to help someone and sacrificing yourself to helping them. And I actually have a whole episode on the difference between self-sacrifice and self-denial. I can't even remember what number it is. I probably should look it up. But one is biblical and the other one is not. I will uh, link to that episode in the show notes of this, actually. So friends, whoever is listening to this today, I know this episode was a little different, <laughs> a little darker, um, but I hope that it found you when you either needed the content or you just needed a real conversation, <laughs> you know, outside of the perfect social media conversations that we have. Either way, I love you guys. So does my dog, <laughs> if you're hearing her. 
And I see you and I just want to remind you that you are already enough just as you are. And I look forward to just continuing to walk with you to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace. Hey, join me next week as we welcome Kara Harvey onto the podcast from The Purpose Driven Mom. We are, oh my goodness, talking about all things, batching, habit stacking, time blocking, and about a million other things so that we can ditch decision fatigue and just streamline all the million little things in life, that mental load, that take a ton of time and energy so we can just focus more on the things that matter the most. So I will see you all next week.